Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. And this week's episode, we're talking quarantine. Does quarantine actually pertain to an outdoorsman? We're going to discuss that topic and some up-to-date fishing reports going on here in Louisiana in this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. So stay tuned. Hey guys, what's going on? Jacob Robery, your host of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Hope everybody's doing just fine on this hump day. We're sitting here um, April 8th, hump day, Wednesday, middle of the week, and a lot's been going on. I'm sure a lot of you are home, working, either working from home right now, or possibly the, the job has you stationed at home, staying away. You know, a lot of the jobs right now are shut down. Hopefully, those of you um, who are working full-time or part-time, you, you still have a job. Hopefully, that's something that you don't have to face in the near future. I know a, a lot of us are worried about it. And in this week's episode, you know, it's hard not to talk about, you know, the whole quarantine issue, the COVID-19 issue. That's the big term that's being thrown around and been shoved down everybody's TVs and radios and conversation pieces for weeks now, if not over a month now, um, this 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 war that President Trump keeps talking about on TV that we're we're at war right now with this with this horrible virus, this COVID nineteen virus. Um, you know, this is just something unlike many people have ever experienced. Definitely in my generation. Uh, you know, I'm forty years old, and it's not something I've ever. Um, thought I, I'd be a part of, or it's stuff that you see in movies. You know, it's it's, it's stuff that you you see that that makes up Hollywood blockbusters. And, and this this virus now has hit our nation and hit our, our you know all these countries and just hit the entire world like a sledgehammer. And, and it's really affected everybody in ways that nobody expected. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. The outdoors, you know, here in Louisiana, this show's based on on outdoors and, and our experiences and our our trips and outdoors. Whether it's waterfowl hunting or whether we're fishing, or making a deer hunt or a turkey hunt, there's a lot of stuff that's normally going on right now. Turkey season's usually kicking off right now, um, you know, and in a lot of states across the U.S., turkey season has been shut down. We're in the heart of the spawn and fishing season down here in the South. Um, how is that being affected by the whole quarantine that's taken over the, uh, you know, the, the whole United States and, and countries beyond us? Um, it really plays a part in everybody's everyday life, the way we handle uh, our families and the way we handle our jobs and our professions and the way we handle and interact with our friends. By now, everybody's kind of adapted to it. And, and if you haven't, then you must be sleeping under a rock because it's 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 alive and it's present out there that's for sure it's definitely something that's affecting our everyday lives um you know here in in my personal family i'm very blessed i look i'm very i'm very blessed but i'm also very worried because i in my job my job pertains to the outdoors and for many of you who are you know whenever the governments and the local state government here our governor in louisiana came out with these new orders a couple of weeks ago um, you'll hear the term essential jobs versus non-essential jobs. And for those of you who have the, what was deemed as non-essential jobs, 
a lot of you are at home right now looking for things to do with your family. You're spending a lot of quality time at home. And that could turn out to be a to be a blessing in itself. Maybe that's something that needed to happen for all of us is to slow down just a little bit and, and, and take time to step back from the technology and step back from, you know, a lot of the everyday hustle of life. Maybe it's too fast, you know, and, and you can get the spiritual side brought in and, and different takes on the spiritual side, uh, which, I, you know, I don't want to get too far into that, but I definitely am a spiritual person. I, I, I believe in the Father Almighty upstairs. Um, and I definitely think it, this could be something that's going to benefit us and make us stronger as a nation as we roll forward uh, down the road. So, um, you know, you'll kind of get my take on that. I'll mention a couple of points on that in this episode. But I also want to talk and mainly focus on, hey, as an outdoorsman, those of us who are true outdoorsmen, we hunt, we fish, we love it, we're outside all the time. Uh, whether you're working in the yard or you're on the lake fishing or you in the duck blind or the deer stand, we a lot of us who hunt and fish are true outdoorsmen. It goes from one season to the next. And, you know, right now I mentioned turkey season. Turkey season is usually something that's very popular for a lot of guys who hunt. They, they're kicking off turkey, spring turkey season. And a lot of states have shut that down because of the COVID-19 pandemic that we have going on. And if you're one of those, you know, diehard turkey hunters, that's something that could be devastating to you. You know, you're just like us as a waterfowl hunter. I know like I am as a waterfowl hunter. Uh, you know, me and me and Troy were talking about this the other day. He said, you know, Jamie said, thank, thank God we didn't have this hit during hunting season. And what he means by that is basically like your, you know, your, our waterfowl season that we just had and our squirrel season and our, our deer season, you know. That, that's what we look forward to every year as an outdoorsman. And this pandemic just happened to fall after that. It happened to fall after football season. Football's a religion here in the South. And, you know, if this would have happened during, you know, LSU's football season or UL Raging Cajuns or, you know, Northwestern or whoever it was, Nichols, all, whoever you root for as a fan, if this would have happened during football season, just think, I mean, look, look at all the sports arenas now. Sports has been eliminated completely from our lives just about. Even even on the professional fishing level, major league fishing, you know, Bass, Bass has suspended events, uh, FOW suspended events. These events, you know, these are major sports platforms on, in the outdoor side of things, and they've even been halted and suspended. Uh, you know, I, I was reading an article how the Masters got pushed back, all these golf events. Whether or not you're a hunter, a fisherman, or whatever, you know, you partake in as far as outdoors goes, our lives have been drastically changed now because of this COVID-19 pandemic. And how do we adjust to that? Well, the saving grace here in Louisiana for us so far has been fishing. And I'm going to be honest. I have fished. We're my schedule now at work. They have us on a rotational schedule. We're blessed enough to go to work and still have a job that's paying us right now. I feel very blessed for that. Some of you may not be in that situation. Some of you may have been laid off. Some of you may have, you know, be sitting at home and, and your employer is, you know, trying to find ways to to keep the company going but also keep you going as an employee. They're trying to take care of you and protect you. You know, it could be a very depressing time right now. And what I look for and what I look forward to on my days off 
right now or on my time that I have to spend with my family, we have been fishing every day I'm off. I serviced my boat. I got everything ready to go. I, I usually do that this time of year, my fishing boat. I put the duck boat up, serviced it before I put it up, and I put it up. I'll crank it up every once in a while just to keep it running throughout the year so it's in tip-top shape for, for duck season. But the fishing boat is what's out right now, and we have been taking advantage of it. My wife is a teacher. She, she teaches those, you know, as most of you know, teachers aren't, school's not in session right now, so teachers aren't working. My kids are at home doing homeschooling, basically, with my wife to keep their curriculum going, to make sure they complete what they got to complete for the year. The kids, the kids is who I really feel sorry for, I'll be honest with you. Those of you who are athletes or graduates or, you know, 4-H livestock, you may show livestock at the livestock shows, whatever it is. Those kids that are in school right now will never be able to get that back, especially the seniors. And, and I look at the college ranks also. The, these athletes like the baseball players, your spring sports, your gymnastics, your basketball, bas college basketball wasn't even able to complete a full season. Those are the, the kids I really feel sorry for, you know. So they can never get back that time. That's memories that all of us carry with us. You graduate from high school. You have your, your senior trips. You have your senior parties. Um, you know, whatever it may be. You may be, you know, trying to go to college on a scholarship or just trying to. Uh, the whole process is just a lot tougher. It's a shit show compared to what it normally is. And, and really, I look at my kids sitting at home, and Jackson's 10. He's in fifth grade. Hudson's a kindergartner right now. And, and even at that age, there's no way. They'll never have those years back. You know, when they look back, I have memories from my fifth grade year. That was my first girl I had a crush on. That was when I first started looking at girls. And I had a crush on a certain girl in my class. And I remember that to this day. I gave her a Valentine's Day gift. And to this day, I remember that. That's something that I look at and I think about my son. He won't be able to have those experiences. So we have to look for other areas to make memorable experiences with all this downtime that we got going on right now. So we're hitting the water. Like I said, it's it's southern part of the United States. Temperatures are warming up. The leaves, the, the caterpillars, the trees are coming out. It's that time of year. The bass bite has been phenomenal phenomenal across the state of louisiana it's been really good the fishing's kicking up all your freshwater fishing uh, my saltwater guys that listen the trout fishing is phenomenal right now trout and redfish flounder they biting in the marshes you can go out there i'm hearing great reports from all across the state on saltwater the, the fish are biting um you know we've been going we freshwater fishing a lot right now i've been taking amy and both the boys we pack up the boat every off day and we head somewhere different. We try to go some of our local waterways. And Amy even came up to me. She said, hey, we, we need to pick a different place and go to a different place every time. We made a trip out to the camp. We made a good Sackley trip. Um, those of you who had listened to our previous episode, uh, we were doing really good in the Blind River Basin here in St. James Parish around Ascension. And uh, we were doing really well last month. That spawn kind of spawned out on the Sackley. Or for those of you in uh, North Louisiana, the white perch, uh, we were doing really well. And th those fish started kind of tapering off. The spawn kind of ended on those fish. So we, we started, we made a trip out to uh, to Sherbin WMA. 
we went out and fished Little Alabama. Uh, we went last weekend, the Little Alabama, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. So had never sackily fished Little Alabama. We have a camp there. We hunt during hunt season there. I've bass fished there, done pretty good. It's a great place to go. The water stays pretty stable for the most part. Beautiful place to go and just enjoy outdoors and get some fresh air. The scenery is phenomenal. See a lot of wildlife, a lot of birds. Good place to go. So we made a trip out there. I took them, packed them up. We went out there on a Sunday and uh, two Sundays ago. Sackalay fished. And when I got to the ramp, I talked to a guy. He was kind enough to tell me. He says, man, I, he was coming out. He said, man, I, I've been fishing the last couple of days. He said, hey, tie on a blue and white tube jig um, or, a, you know, a black and chartreuse. He said, and that seems to be the two best colors to hit. He says, and the fish are off of the banks. They're not moved up on the bank quite yet. He said, uh, they're in about anywhere from four to six foot of water. He said, try that and see if you can catch them. He said, but you should be able to get some bites. So we uh, we took his advice. We went out. We kind of stayed off the bank right in the middle of Little Alabama, cast it toward the bank and brought it out. And uh, we were able to catch, put together a, a, a decent box of fish that day. We uh, we caught some sackalay. Jackson did. I was fishing a tube jig under a cork like he and I had discussed at the launch. But Jackson uh, Jackson was fishing. I got him hooked on a, uh, on a roadrunner, which is similar to like a little beetle spin. It's a little tube jig on a weighted head with an underspin on it. And uh, Jackson ended up hauling in. I think he had six bass that he caught on that uh, on that roadrunner, and he uh, he caught he caught a couple of sackalay on it as well. So um, I got him hooked on that little bait. That's all he wants to throw now. He's bass fishing in the pond at home. He's throwing a, he's throwing a roadrunner. We go somewhere else to a different lake. We went to Lake Verrett this past weekend. He was throwing a roadrunner, and he's catching fish left and right on this roadrunner. So he's pretty hooked on it right now. Um, the weekend before that. I had we had went to the uh we have a, a second camp that my wife's family has has had in their family for decades off of Blind River, and we went out there on a uh, Saturday I believe it was a no I'm sorry it was during the week we went it was a Wednesday and we uh, pulled up on the, a point where this camp was and we ended up catching uh, I think right around 30 32 sackalay uh, and big brim it was mostly sackalay or white perch and uh, we also caught a couple of brim. And I had actually given Jackson that Roadrunner bait for the first time he ever threw it, and he was catching on that. That kind of got him hooked, and then he just, that's almost all he throws now when we pan fishing, even bass fishing, that's what he's throwing. Uh, but he's catching fish left and right on it. So, um, you know, all the areas that we've been going to have been producing fish. We took a trip out this past weekend and went to Lake Verrett. That's the first time I fished the Verrett area in quite a while. And, uh, you know, all the years I fished Lake Verrett tournament bass fishing, it was always bass fishing or scouting. I had never pan fish uh, Lake Verrett, and I always knew there was some good pan fishing that went on in that area, but I never did it. I was always a gun-ho bass fisherman like a lot of you probably are. And this year, I've really taken the time, stepped back from bass fishing. You know, I don't competitively bass fish too much anymore, but I stepped back from bass fishing, and I got more into, you know, going back to my old school roots of, of pan fishing, going after, you know, white perch fishing and sackalay fishing. And I've really enjoyed it because it gets the kids a lot more action, especially your young kids. It gets them a lot of action, and it keeps them interested. So those of you who have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, you could, you could give a kid a, a push-button rod or an underspin and give them, you know, a, a cork with a night crawl or some crickets on it and let them throw it out there and they're going to get a bite same with saltwater fishing you go to the marsh 
You, you, you put a dead shrimp on the bottom of a popping cork, you're going to get bit. Something's going to bite. It's going to give them some action, and it keeps them interested. It keeps it fun for them. So, you know, going back to these, these times of coping with this all this negativity that we have around us right now with this crazy pandemic, um, you know, that's the stuff we need to be focusing on. If you're an outdoorsman right now, I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but get get them outdoors. Get outdoors. It's gonna it's gonna clear your head. It's gonna give you some stress relief. Hopefully, if you like my my boys in a boat, it, it sometimes stresses me out more than it does if I if I don't have them with me. So it'll stress you out. And those of you who are parents, you know you want to choke the shit out of them sometimes, but you love them at the same time, and it's all worth it. You make memories, and and at the end of the day. It's doing us all some good. We're getting some fresh air. We're getting out there. We, uh, you know, it's clearing our heads and it's doing everybody some good. Uh, that trip we took to Lake Verrett this past weekend, if you headed to Lake Verrett, I can tell you right now, the Sackle spawn's still on right now. Um, it's something that uh, we cleaned several. We, let's see, on, <clears throat> this was on Saturday or Sunday. I got my days all mixed up right now. But on Saturday or, sun, or, or Sunday, we took that trip to Lake Verrett. And we came back, we had 32 that we cleaned, me and Jackson. And several of the Sackley had uh, had eggs in them still. So they were still spawning. If you're heading to Lake Verrett this week and you have the time to go fishing, um, I can tell you that the success that we had was on trees. All the Sackley that we caught were on trees. Not just any tree, but specifically cypress trees. So it seems like the Tupelo gum trees and, and all the other types of trees, the oak trees that were in the water, they, they, they weren't on those trees at all. They were on cypress trees. So a lot of the bass and the sackalay are alternating spawning right now. They're moving up on trees. They're moving off of trees. New fish are moving up. Uh, but the sackalay that we caught this weekend were on cypress trees. Now, um, depth-wise, we were fishing. I, I was fishing under a cork. I can tell you um, we were anywhere from two to three foot, nothing, nothing exceptionally deep. Uh, they weren't on the trees necessarily right on the bank in a foot of water or so. They were kind of on the secondary set of trees. So they were off the bank a little bit on the outer edge of the trees in Lake Verrett. The, the specific area we launched out of was Bayou Corn. We took our, uh, we launched out of Bayou Corn and we took my boat up and we fished uh, the Bay Al Seed area. So we never actually went into Lake Verrett itself. We fished Bay Al Seed and all the canal systems off of Bay Al Seed this weekend. And we were able to locate some uh, some sackalay slash white perch slash crappie, and uh, also caught a couple of big brim. I know that in if you if you're focusing on brim and you're going after the bull brim right now, um, I had a friend of mine. He went out to uh, to Bayou Sheremy, uh up more towards the Stevensville side of Lake Verrett, and they were whacking the brim. The bull brim were starting to bed up up there. Uh, just get you some night crawlers, get you some crickets, and you can pretty much go and have at it. Uh, those are starting to bed up now. In Bay I Seed, in that area, I didn't find the brim were real bedded up yet. It looked like we found a couple of spots where they were starting to concentrate and move up, uh, and they did pretty well. Uh, and when we hit those particular spots, we'd, we'd pick up several of them. But we were, once again, we were going mainly after the sackalay, and that's what we were focusing on. So once I figured out that pattern of them being on cypress trees uh, on the outer edge of, of the banks, I started going after that, and that's where the success came. So first trip ever pan fishing, we brought home 32 Sackalay, Lake Verrett. Um, we had plans to go back, me and Amy, on Wednesday, uh, which was today, but uh, got called into work, so wasn't able to go today. So I'll give I'll give you a report in my in our next episode of what you know some of the other trips we're gonna take and go out there. But 
Hey, the fishing, like I said, is phenomenal across the state right now. Uh, Jared, that's in our in our camp. He's in our last stop waterfowl crew. He uh, he took a trip for the first time out to Miller's Lake in Evangeline Parish, which is the parish I grew up in. Uh, my home lakes I grew up on was Chico Lake and Chico State Park, uh, and it and also Miller's Lake. So Miller's Lake's a privately family-owned lake that is closed to the public during waterfowl season. It's a big waterfowl hunting lease. Uh, but during the summer, it's open to the public for fishing. And it's always been well known at this time of year for bull brim. If you're a brim fisherman and you love going after big black and orange bull brim, true what they call bull brim, it's a, it's a good place to go hit, guys. If you've never been, I invite you to go. Stop by Industrial Supply in Ville Platte. Um, they sell live bait, I believe, still. Night crawlers. They sell artificial bait. Uh, you can probably get your crickets there. Industrial Supply in Ville Platte's a good place to stop by um, and, and pick up your bait. Head out to Miller's Lake. You pay you pay a little launch fee. I think it's five bucks maybe. You launch there, and uh, and you can pretty much hit the trees in the lake, Tupelo gum trees and cypress trees. Go out there, and uh, you should be able to find you a bed with a lot of bull brim right now. They are catching ice chests full of bull brim. Well, Jared took a trip up there. He's, he's a big bass fishing guy. Like I used to be, he he's, he's he lives and breathes bass fishing. So he took a trip and they went bass fishing and started out kind of slow. I checked with him in the morning, but I'm gonna tell you they had a phenomenal trip. It was a, it was a real windy day. You know how you, this time of year you get these big strong winds that come through. They went out there. They were frog fishing the lily pads, and uh, they got on some freaking toads out in Miller's Lake. So they ended up catching a couple. I think they had a few in the five or six pound range and some solid threes put together a pretty good string of fish that day for their first time going and he he didn't really know where to go so they were just kind of bouncing around using his his intuition of what he knows from fishing tournaments his whole life and and, you know being on the lake different lakes you know jared was a a college angler he traveled to some of the best lakes in the country when he fished for lsu and he he's he's just a good angler he could go out there and kind of figure it out and put something together and they did that at miller's lake so that's a good report and that's that's here in the last first week of april so that's a that's a, a, a you know an up to date report that you guys may be able to benefit from. I hope this helps you. If you want to take a trip out, go down to Ville Platte, Louisiana, and Evangelical Parish. Go fish Miller's Lake. Those of you who fish Chico or have fished Chico, and you may be thinking about making a trip to Chico State Park. Unfortunately, it all relates back to quarantine and the COVID nineteen pandemic. It's shut down right now. Chico Lake is shut down. They, they're using it as a facility for sick patients is what i was told uh that are diagnosed with covid have serious cases of covid19 and, and the coronavirus so definitely won't be able to make that trip if you had plans that you wanted to maybe rent a cabin in the state park there unfortunately you're going to have to postpone those plans so if you weren't aware of that hopefully this episode will help you with that information maybe look at some of the other state parks i can tell you some of them that have really been good uh, as you head up north uh, Lake Darbone, that's been an area that the fishing has been real hot on. Celine Larto, got a good report out of Celine Larto. Those of you in central Louisiana, Celine Larto, the, the, the white perch are still biting. They spawning in the buttonwood still. Still got good reports from uh, up there of the Sacalera white perch biting. The bass fishing has been phenomenal too. The bass fishing, they moved up shallow uh, at, at Celine and Larto, and they, they catching some good bags of bass up there as well. So if you're in central part of the state, Celine Lorto is a spot, a hot spot right now to check out. Also got a report for everybody on Spring Bayou. Spring Bayou WMA in Marksville, Louisiana. 
uh, my good buddy over there who, who lives at Spring Bayou, he gave me a call. He said, man, you need to get your boat down here if you can. He said, the Sackley is spawning. He said, the, the white perch are biting right now. He had went uh, last week, and he I think he ended up with 30, 40-something that they caught on the trip. The next day they went back, they caught another 30-something. So the Sackley and the white perch are, were, are biting really well. Chickapin, he also told me Chickapin were biting. So that's a hot spot right now. Um, I did see a big bass come out of Spring Bayou that somebody posted on Louisiana Fishing Report on Facebook. They had caught a good, uh, a good, a good uh, bag out of there, and I, that that brings me to another point. I want to give a shout out to uh, for Spring Bayou, to the Spring Bayou Restoration Project. That team of guys who, you know, got together years ago at Spring Bayou. It, it was just an overgrown grass area. It, the WMA was really in poor condition. And the people in that area of Morrisville got together and put together a Spring Bayou restoration team, a bunch of volunteers that partnered with wildlife and fisheries. And they have really turned the fishing around at Spring Bayou. They have got it where the lake is in beautiful shape. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a place that not a lot of people necessarily know about. But those of us who are diehard fishermen and you like to go fishermen, you've probably been there and you probably fished there. It's a beautiful place, central part of the state. Uh, the people, the people are phenomenal. Hospitality is really good. The food is great in that part of, of the state. So I invite you uh, to take a trip down there. Maybe go take a trip since the fishing's good down there. It's a, it's a great, a great place to go visit and do some fishing with your kids right now. Um, those of you who are looking for an overnight accommodation in that area, it's Spring Bayou. I got a good friend of mine. He rents out. He rents out his two campers that are in phenomenal shape, very clean. Um, somewhere where you could get away with your family. If you're looking for a quick getaway, um, give me a call. Shoot me a message on Facebook on our page at, at um, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, or feel free to email me at Jacob Robery at gmail.com that's j-a-c-o-b-r-o-b-e-r-i-e at gmail.com email me i'll get you in touch with my buddy david he has uh, a couple of campers that he rents out at spring bayou right outside of the gates of the reserve very reasonable prices you're looking at under a hundred dollars a night he'll make you comfortable the hospitality is excellent and you right down the road from the launch. He could get you out there and he could uh he could set you up if he has some spots available. So anybody looking to do a little weekend getaway with just your family to get away and uh, get some fresh air, maybe do some fishing and spring by you, shoot me a message or uh, email me and I'll make sure I get you in touch with David and he can get you set up. So but look, all across the state, Toledo Bend, like I mentioned, the fishing is phenomenal right now. I mentioned Toledo Bend in our last show, in our last episode. Toledo Bend is still on fire. Produce the lunkers keep going up. Um, they have the, the lunker program at Toledo Bend. All your fish that are 10 pounds and over, I think they still do a free replica for you. So look, guys, if you headed to Toledo Bend and you catching those big fish right now, hell, take a good picture of them. Release them back into the lake. We don't need to do skin mounts on those big, those big healthy females like we used to have to do back in the day. Take a good photo of that 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 um, that fish. And even if it's not 10 pounds and you want to mount it, take a good picture of that fish with your cell phone. With the technology we got now, we can take great pictures. You could go out there and you could get a replica made of that fish that you don't have to end the life of that big, healthy female that's trying to spawn. So that, that'll keep Toledo Bend going year after year. I can't tell you how many photos I see of, you know, just ice chests full of these, 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 
these big bass that are just full of eggs that have great genes. And look, I'm not going to get into the, oh, you should, you should, you know, how can you kill all these bass and this and that, or, or tell you, oh, you got to sit there and throw all these fish back. That's a debate for a whole nother topic. And, and I'm not even going to get into that situation, but you know what? It's the spawning time of the year. This is the time when they lay their eggs. The genetics are passed on. The hell is just like deer. It's just all you guys that deer hunt have leases, you know, it's all about genetics. It's the same with our fisheries, especially Toledo Bend. That's a, that's a special place. We need to keep it keep it going year after year. There ain't nobody more than me that likes to go to Toledo Bend and, and go hook into a six or an eight pounder or whatever it is, you know, and catch multiple fish like that, you know. So we want to be able to pass that on from generation to generation. Let's keep that going. Let's use that Lunker program. Let's use the Replica program that that's available now, where you can take a picture of your fish. Everybody wants to hang a trophy on their wall, and whatever a trophy may be to you, take a good snapshot of it and, and, and get you get you a mount done from that. I think it, it'd be a great thing, um, and I'm all for it. So, Toledo Bend, like I said, bass fishing's phenomenal right now. They still catching them shallow. They got some big girls on on the shallows. Uh, the Indian mounds right now. I got a report out of the Indian mounds. A good friend of mine went fished the Indian mounds fishing offshore. Uh, football jigs on the humps in the Indian Mounds right now. They're doing real well out there. I know uh, a few weeks ago, Blue Lake up north, on the north part of the lake, I saw a picture. You couldn't even get a truck down the road hardly. There were so many trucks up north. Uh, with the water being low like that, they, sometimes those fish are a little bit easier to target, so they're catching them. So they're going out there and catching them. So if you're headed up to Toledo, men, or want to take a trip up to Toledo, uh, you know, it's a good time to do it. Now, keep this in mind if you are heading to Toledo. Uh, as of this week, Texas has closed. They were cl- getting ready to close the Pendleton Bridge. So the bridge that cuts from Toledo Tackle on the Louisiana side across to the Texas side that brings you into Hemp Hill, that bridge is closed from what I understand as of this week. I think today might have been the day or tomorrow, Thursday, uh, April 9th. It's going to be the day that they closed it. Texas is not allowing any travel across from Louisiana side to the Texas side. So, um, you know, you want to keep that in mind if you're heading out to Toledo Bend. So, um, guys, hopefully these reports and kind of our experiences are giving you some motivation if you're not already doing it to get out there. This pandemic, this COVID-19, as an outdoorsman, you don't have to be quarantined. There's a ton of opportunities and memories to be made out there right now. Let's get out there. Bring your family. If you don't have family that's going with you and it's just you that needs to get out, get out there. Let's do some fishing. Let's do some let's do some nature trail walking. Let's get out there and outdoors. We got too many resources available to us here in Louisiana and the surrounding states in the South. Get out there. Um, you know, with sports being canceled, in my profession, I sell boats for a living. You know, and when this came out, uh, this pandemic really started hitting us. You know, a month or so ago, and I was scared because I didn't know what it was going to mean for our business. I was really worried. I said, I hope they don't shut the waterways down. Um, And even if they didn't shut the waterways down, I was really worried about what it would do to the business. I have to admit, it's been been very solid. We feel very blessed. I'm meeting a lot of first-time boat owners. The used and pre-owned market right now is really, really good for us. Um, They're pretty much buying what they can that we have available pre-owned. And it's a lot of first-time boat owners. And, And what I'm hearing customer after customer right now is that hey you know we can't play sports my son plays travel baseball or you know he plays 
all stars or my, my daughter's in gymnastics and dance and that we don't have that right now so we don't have nothing to do so we're we're coming purchase a boat and we're gonna get out there and we're gonna start fishing we're gonna take them fishing and i think that's awesome because a whole nother generation of kids who may have been tied up from sports or or maybe not even in sports maybe it could have been something else like i mentioned earlier it could have been livestock shows or anything out there that they are takes up a lot of their time normally that they enjoy it's exposing them to a whole nother side of something that they could find as a hobby to last them a lifetime and i think that's phenomenal whether it's a hunting or fishing or whatever it is it's getting them outside you know i'm driving down the street right now doing this podcast episode and i see more people in the afternoon in my neighborhood that are playing with their kids and throwing a baseball or fishing in the neighborhood pond or whatever it may be than i've ever seen in my entire life and I think, you know, without getting too spiritual, I think God had a way and is having his way with making us look at life a little differently, slow down our lives, get some of that technology out of our hands and out from in front of our face and get out there and spend some time with our loved ones. And at the end of the day, folks, I honestly can tell you that I think we're going to come out of this as a nation. And as a world, a lot stronger than we, we went into it. We were, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of negativity you see on the news these days. But I think we're going to see some some positive things. God has a plan for us. We're going to we're going to be OK. And if, uh, you know, maybe you're not you're not into the outdoors and you stumbled upon our podcast. Uh, we just want to tell you we love you. We love all of you, our listeners. Uh, we, we, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening to just an average guy like myself that enjoys talking about the outdoors with everybody. I, I, I love every one of you. Um, I respect every one of you's opinion and, uh, I, I think, I think we're going to be okay. And, and there, there's brighter days ahead. I really believe that. So guys, um, that's all the time I got this week. I, I love touching base. I know it's been a little while, but listen, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you haven't followed us or heard of us before, we're on the social media platforms. We're on Instagram under Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, and we do a lot on Facebook, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We're not just about waterfowl hunting. We're about everything outdoors um, from, the, from the outdoors aspect of it, and we're about promoting the great state here of Louisiana. But we also, hey, if you want to talk about your state, wherever you are, We'd love to hear from you. Hop on our Facebook page, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Leave a comment. Chat with us. Send us some pictures, some photos of you getting outside with your family or you yourself. And in doing what you do in the outdoors, we'd love, to, we'd love to talk to you and make friends with you and talk outdoors with you. Guys, that's all I got this week. Um, I hope everybody's safe out there. Uh, everybody take you know safety precautions. Please take that very seriously. Wash your hands proper hygiene stuff that we should be doing already but please make sure you're not going out and congregating in big groups and spreading you know this horrible virus out to other people try to stay secluded and keep your social distancing is the term that they use keep your social distancing going on and we're going to get through this sooner than later guys this is jacob robbery with last stop waterfowl outdoors signing off and i'll see you guys in the outdoors in the near future y'all take care